spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house. And never go out alone. <laughs> And when the sun went down, there was an eerie, ghostly appearance to this town. Day three of 31 Days of Halloween, the town that dreaded sundown. Samuel P. Fuller, age 24. Linda Mae Jenkins, age 19. Brutally attacked March 3rd, 1946. Howard W. Turner, 29. Emma Lou Cook, 17. Bodies discovered in a wooded area on March 24th. Roy Allen, 17. Peggy Loomis, 15. Both found dead April 14th in Spring Lake Park. Floyd Reed, age 34. Murdered in his home on May 3rd. Mrs. Reed shot twice, but survived. This man's identity is unknown. He was believed to be between 30 and 40 years old. He wore a white hood and was known only as the Phantom Killer. World War II had just ended. In Texarkana, Arkansas, boys had come home to their families. Husbands reunited with their wives. It was a happy, peaceful time. Until the Phantom Killer struck. For four months, he held an entire city in the icy grip of terror. Now, Charles B. Pierce brings this incredible, shocking, and true story to the screen in The Town That Dreaded Sundown, starring Academy Award winner Ben Johnson as Captain J.D. Morales of the Texas Rangers. We got a cold-blooded killer here, a man who nobody sees, a phantom who so far hasn't made any mistakes. Andrew Prine as Deputy Norman Ramsey of the Texarkana Sheriff's Department. The only thing we really do know is that we've got a very strange person on our hands. <laughs> the town that dreaded sundown. A true story. <laughs> the town that dreaded sundown was released Christmas Eve 1976. Directed and produced by Charles B. Pierce, the movie is based on the 1946 Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Had a budget of $400,000 and made $5 million at the box office. The Town That Dreaded Sundown is rated R for, yes, this is the reason stated, there are references to the fact that the killer may become sexually excited through harming others, and that he bit a woman on the stomach and breasts during an off-screen attack. There you go. The film states that the incredible story you are about to see is true, where it happened and how it happened only the names have changed. The killer in the film is known as the Phantom Killer. He looks exactly like Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 2, and it makes me wonder if the folks who 
made Friday the 13th Part 2 had saw this film and just stole that look a thousand percent. Uh, I wanted to check in on how accurate the film was as compared to the true story. So, the actual Phantom attacked eight people in or near the town of Texarkana, Texas, which is on the Texas border of Arkansas. Most of the murders occurred in rural areas just outside of Texarkana in Bowie, uh, Bowie County, rather, Texas, while the film has them occurring in Arkansas. However, the general outline of the murders largely follows reality. The most minor artistic license had been taken. As in the film, the real killer was never identified nor apprehended. The thing I loved about this movie is the narrator who you heard in the trailer who introduces you to all the victims prior to their deaths as well as updates on what is going on in the town as they're looking for this killer. It makes you feel like in a sense you're watching a documentary. Issues I had with the movie, there's no real score during the scary parts, but almost at the same time that makes you feel like you're just watching this when the killer is stalking his prey, and when he actually kills them. Speaking of the sound in the film, my God, when a woman screams, it's like an ear-piercing, all-time loud, red line noise. Then the regular dialogue is super quiet, so it's kind of annoying. You kind of turn it up, you turn it down. You turn it up, you turn it down. Uh, the film was shot in 1976 on a fairly small budget, so the acting isn't great by any means and the sound isn't great like i'd already stated um that low budget really though isn't isn't an excuse because the original texas chainsaw massacre shot in 1974 had a much much smaller budget like many slasher films you really don't give a shit about the characters that are being killed they don't really put any time into developing any type of story uh there is some really weird attempts also at comic relief with two of the police officers Every time you see them, you get kind of a goofy music in the background. Uh, there's also a scene where the police are chasing the Phantom and he gets away behind a train. When it happens, <laughs> you see the cameraman on the train bed. Two seconds of just a dude with his shirt off and a huge camera. And I had to pause it and rewind it and show my dad because I was watching this film with my dad. Very, very funny. Uh, all in all, I did enjoy this movie, though, very slow at times, but it's it's trying to build the fear a bit of what was going on in this town in 1946. I can't even imagine living in a small town where there's a serial killer out there. It doesn't really seem to have a motive or not really targeting any certain group or type of people. You really wouldn't want to go outside, though, you know, I guess in 2023... That's probably not going to happen. We have cameras everywhere, internet, Wi-Fi, all of that. So we should all feel lucky in that sense. Uh, as an FYI, they did remake this film in 2014. So if you want something updated, you could check that out. Though, fair warning, I haven't watched the remake. You can watch The Town That Dreaded Sundown on Amazon Prime, AMC Plus, or rent it on YouTube and Google Play. We will see you tomorrow for day four of 31 Days of Halloween. <laughs>